Welcome to Scrunchy Time. I'm Nicole Hegstead, your fertility advocate. After six years of infertility and three miscarriages, I decided that I needed to become the advocate for my own body. If you're exhausted from struggling to get pregnant and want to know more about how I can help, check out my website at www.nicolehegstead.com. And I'm B. Wild, speaking up for children in a world where mental and physical health of the next generation is being disregarded. I'm here to dish out the tough love truths that we need to wake up to as parents and Christians. If you're fed up with mixed opinions and ready to advocate for your own child, check out my website at www.thebewildlife.com. Put your hair up and pay attention while we discuss today's hottest topics concerning female hormones and healthy kiddos. We aren't silky. We aren't crunchy. We're We're scrunchy. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you want to hear more, hit that subscribe button. And a special thank you to those who make this financially possible. To support this podcast, please follow the link in our description. Hey, and welcome back to Scrunchy Time. So um, today we're going to be talking about um, state of emergency and what that implies um, along with our last podcast on the mandatory vaccinations and Trump's speech and all of that. Uh, We're just going to expand on that a little bit more. And um, I'm going to let Nicole take it away because she has the information of uh, what exactly was said verbatim and all of that. Which basically just means that I played the video and stopped it every 30 seconds to write down. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to include the link to this video uh, that we're going off of in the show notes. So if you need proof of what we're saying, it's all in there. So right after Trump finished saying uh, not everyone is going to want it, speaking about the vaccine, um, he said, but we are working towards a fully approved vaccine. And then he turned to someone off screen and said, that's true, right? And the other guy came to the microphone and said, quote, again, because I did a lot of work here in playing and stopping this (laughs) video, so I'm going to use the exact quote here. So the answer is yes, we are looking for a fully approved vaccine, but we'll also use the tools we have, for instance, emergency use authorization um, as, as appropriate. We use all of our regulatory tools to bring a fully approved vaccine to the American people by January. So, and here is the reason that this is really important to address. The main phrase in here that is terrifying to any American ever is the emergency use authorization. And the reason that it's terrifying is that in a case back when H1N1 was a problem, there was a precedent set where uh, the government officials tried to vaccinate a child and the parents refused vaccinations and the courts decided that during an emergency situation, parents have no rights over whether they can say yes or no as to whether a child can be vaccinated. Furthermore, um, during state of emergency, we all lose our rights. Like everything goes out the window. So when when the state, so basically the governors of each state have declared their own individual state of emergency. And be, like, it's not just that the president has declared that there's a state of emergency, so therefore the president can do whatever he wants, but the governors themselves have declared a state of emergency, which allows them to implement martial law, which is what we're under, right? Like martial law is the definition of not being able to go outside of your house except for from certain times or things like that. That is what martial law is. 
And so we're clearly living under martial law, which is not allowed by the Constitution of the United States and not allowed by the constitutions of our individual states, but it is allowed under a state of emergency because once we're in a state of emergency, all those laws go out the window and our governors, our president, the executive branches of our government are therefore allowed to do whatever they want. This is also what allows our president to send troops into battle without the pre-approval of the Senate or the House. We're technically, we're suppo they're supposed to decide if we're going to declare war. But if they were attacked and the Senate doesn't have time to get together and discuss whether we should go to war, the founding fathers wrote into our constitution that the president can say state of emergency i have 30 days control and send the troops off to war and that gives him the right to defend our country at the same time that then the senate and the house can convene and discuss what we need to do and go from there and then at the end of that 30 days we may or may not continue war right so i share all of that to say the fact that this man is saying, for instance, emergency use authorization, this came right after somebody asked if vaccines were going to be mandatory. And Trump said, not everyone's going to want it. And then this other person says, emergency use authorization. He's using that key phrase for a reason. And what he's saying is, yes, they will be mandatory. Because under a state of emergency, we have no rights. The government decides what is best. And emergency use authorization would state that they are going to say yes that's required and we have no rights in that and so it's it's super important to pick up on this phrasing i find it very interesting and i kind of feel like that's an old time thing that our forefathers would have done because people lived away from each other you know like mm -hmm. in our modern day where it's like we don't have time to convene a session yes and you need 30 days to figure out the answer you know or whatever i'm saying like like that's something very like oh we all live 30 miles apart on horseback we've got to get to each other you know i don't know you know all these things whereas today this is like literally their jobs you know they're like they don't have a farm on the side they don't have you know whatever back then lived in their states i'm sure exactly know what was actually going on in their states these days i think senators all live in washington dc don't they like they don't have to live feels like they do anyway you know i mean but regardless of that even if they still lived in their states like we have zoom we have so i mean we have phones you know yeah exactly like be there in 30 you know like come on like I feel like that's something that is should be completely null and void. Like, yes, I understand. Like, if you are an att under attack, well, you probably do only have like 30 minutes to decide whether or not we're reattacking or what your plan is. That's different. But for something like this, it's again, this kind of goes back to when you go into a doctor's office and they're like, what's your answer? You're going to die in five minutes. So you have to tell me now. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. It doesn't matter if I take this medication now or in six hours. It's right. okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> like that's where I feel like we're at. But Absolutely. Well, and I had never even heard until this happened of a state of emergency being used outside of um going war. to war you know yeah. like, it makes sense that like 9-11 or like pearl harbor exactly. or you know like that would make sense like we've been attacked rally the troops you know yeah but like yeah like we just still don't and even for days. those things i feel like we would i mean we're military we would have some plan of action already mm -hmm. like it's not like this big surprise of like 
oh, what do we do? Well, this must be what we do. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm putting my faith in our military that they have some plans where we've all discussed this on a panel of like, if this happens, this seems like the most logical. And you're going to variance because life and what exactly happens and surprise and all that. But like, I still feel like there's some organization to it. It's not all chaos. And this has literally been all chaos. And like, I'm just going to add on to that. And this might be a tad of a rabbit trail, but like the idea of Pearl Harbor being bombed, I wouldn't expect the, pe- the, the military at Pearl Harbor on our side to say, we have to get okay from the president before we can shoot back. Exactly. Like, I would assume that they would just be like, yeah, shoot back, like defend yourself, you know? So yeah, like, whoever's in charge just takes charge. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, so I doubt that they're like, well, what's the constitutional mandate during this situation? Like, no, I'm sorry. Somebody starts shooting at me. I have the right to shoot back. Like that's, those are the rules of humanity. <laughs> so exactly. yeah. So I agree again, like that's a little side thing with the war, but yeah, I, yes. I see, like it's become this thing of like, now everything is blamed on COVID. Like, yeah. Because and now, now that we're in a state of emergency, like the government can just do whatever. And like the governors are even extending these states of emergency, like out, like, and I don't think that should be legal. Like, I'm sorry. No. And doctors are even coming. I mean, so many doctors are coming out and thank you for doing so. If any doctors are listening or health professionals, because they're coming out and saying, look, we didn't know what was going on in the beginning. Yeah. You know, sure. Whatever. I don't agree with that, but sure. And, you know, but now we've had three months of data. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had more because we can look at other countries too. Like Mm -hmm. they may not be able to handle it or didn't handle it the way we would or whatever, but we have so much data. Illness, the thing with illness is it's, if it's as fast moving as they say, if it's as deadly as they say, you literally only have two weeks of illness. Like that's how this goes. It swarms through the country. Like it just flies. I mean, we we're not sure what we had, you know, I say we had influenza B earlier this year, who knows what the heck it was now, but you know, we had it. It wasn't even a couple weeks later Nicole had it. And you know, you're states away from us. So it's going, it's moving, it's crossing the country. You know, it doesn't take three months to figure this out. Like, I will know there. Um, I believe that they, so my in-laws are up in Ishpeming. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a stomach thing that went through up there. And it sounds very similar to what I had. They had a fever. They had like, they had all the similar things. And like, I almost wonder if that wasn't a mutation of it. And so you'll, yes. you'll even notice when, like you said, like you're, you know, states away from me and you'll get sick and then I'll get sick. And by the time it gets to me, it's already mutated a little bit. Like, and so yep. we talk about these mutations and stuff that we're so scared of. And it's like, yeah, like it literally two days later, two weeks later has mutated and yep. I got it and we're over it. You know, like it's, yeah, it really is one of those things. You can't control this. They're living organisms. They're they're, going to do what they're going to do. That's the way God created them. And it's a good thing. Like, it's a good thing the way it happens, you know? There's so many good things about it. It's nothing to fear. Um, But anyway, we can talk about the the lifespan of a vaccine in another podcast. But, like, the point to that was is that you don't need three months of in, in state of emergency to, I don't know what's going to happen next, to control a virus. Yes. In the beginning when they said this is going to be a two-week shutdown, that's literally all it ever should have been. Mm-hmm. Even in two weeks, you have the most data you would ever need. Yes. 
I mean, you look at New York, who was hit the hardest, and we still don't know why. There's lots of theories out there about that. But, like, even for what they had, they never even came close to using the supplies and everything they needed. They called for 30,000 ventilators and only used five. Right. That, that, yeah, you know that in two weeks. They would have gone through yeah. a third of that in two weeks if they, if they were truly going to use all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, but they used five yes. out of 30 thousand right. ventilators right no right no we know what's going on mm-hmm. oh i mean let's talk about let's talk about the statistics real quick so um i was listening to a talk radio i don't even know who it was because i was flipping through the channels and i landed on something and he, i i rarely listen to talk radio so he must have said something that really mm-hmm. resonated with me for me to stay on the channel but he went on to say after whatever that was that 52% of the counties in America have had zero deaths from COVID. Mm. 14% have had one death from COVID and another 14% have had five or less. So between two and five. When you add it up, that's 80%. 80% of the counties in America have had five or less deaths. 80%. 80%. Now, yes, you've got your larger cities. Of course, you're going to have bigger issues because you have poorer immune systems in those big cities and better, worse nutrition and all of that. And so he was saying, like, it's the, it's the same as saying that, uh, that a small town needs the same number of traffic lights as New York City. Like, we're looking at New York City and we're saying, therefore, all these other counties should also go into shutdown and lockdown. And it's the same concept of saying... You also need as many traffic lights as New York City has. Of course we don't. Of course we need to be handling this completely differently. Like each city, each county needs to be handling this on a completely different level. And I don't understand how we're treating it as one big broad stroke. And again, going into that state of emergency for everyone across the country, it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Zero. No, that is like around here, we've had zero deaths and in a huge hundred mile radius, Mm -hmm. like, hello. Right. We're the Midwest. I yeah. mean, come on. Minnesota <laughs> has had 800 deaths and like 12,000 people have gotten it here. Like for a major but metropolitan you have, city, that's exactly. not that much. 800 deaths. No. And I'm no, sorry, like how many of those people were decapitated from car crashes and how many of those people already had cancer and how many of those people, like, yes, don't know. Oh, goodness, girl. That is another uh, podcast, the diagnosis issue yeah. of what, how they are even treating this COVID and saying deaths and all of that. Like, no. Yeah, that's no. And even if the thing is, is we know all these numbers are drastically lower than what they're saying. They've even changed the numbers once on us already from the CDC right. and who website. They've already dropped them by the by. And the then they came out and said that that was wrong because it didn't get updated. Or and I was like, okay, like I like. But it was, and then it dropped. Wait, it what? Like yeah. two weeks to respond about it. Like I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many things. I mean, even the testing is coming back. There's so many things that they are saying, like, these aren't even, these are not conspiracy theories, guys. These are things the CDC, the who is coming out and saying we screwed up and whatever, but do you see it in the news media? Of course not. Um, but my point to all of that was, um, that even though these numbers are drastically lower, even if you took them for face value, you still have a higher chance of dying from influenza, mm-hmm. from pneumonia, mm-hmm. from getting in your car every day, mm-hmm. from alcohol poisoning, from smoking, from, 
smoking from cancer (laughs) what did you say definitely from abortion like yeah abortion yeah nine million babies while since this started like i haven't looked at this i have not looked at the numbers in over a month but a month ago we murdered nine million babies while we were in lockdown like yeah but we're supposed to be saving lives guys Mm -hmm. and only three million people actually got this and and then i mean i haven't even looked at the suicide rate Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, like all, and then, so then we also like, I kind of switched topics there. So the suicide rate, I'm talking about like the rise of suicide. Mm-hmm. Like you may not have a likelier chance of it. The numbers haven't rose above COVID, but like suicide rates are rising, um, abuse, child abuse, uh, sexual, um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I can't think of the right word, but I'm, uh, to tr- towards children, uh, their mm-hmm. caregivers, um, all of it is on the rise. That is not worth the price. Mm-hmm. You have a 99% chance of catching COVID right now. Of not catching COVID. I'm sorry. Of not catching COVID. Like you have a 2% chance. And then you have a 90% chance of living through it. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. And the reason there's really no state of emergency here is because they have created a state of emergency so that they have supreme control. Yes. That's what and that's about. why you'll see all these bills and stuff not getting passed because the stuff they're trying to sneak in there. Mm-hmm. It's way more than mm-hmm. what is being put off here. Absolutely. Way more. Absolutely. I mean, there's the job loss, the financial, our economy, like small businesses are gone. I actually know several who just, well, we're done and close shop. I do too. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, because Walmart is open. Several favorite restaurants that are completely closed. They've just shut down and they're just done. And there are several restaurants that I will actually never step foot in again because of what they've done through through this. So there's that. Like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no. So this, the state of emergency thing is completely thrown out of proportion. And I mean, it's already ridiculous. They've extended it through June, but if they extend it again, holy crap. Like the thing is January is when they're shooting for the vaccine to come out. So they will have to extend it through January. And I mean, according to them, yes, to be able to make it mandatory or it will go away. And then COVID will quote, if you're, if you're listening to me, see my air quotes, it will come back and then they'll declare another state of emergency. And we'll get to do this again next January. How fun will that be? Um, But I mean, they're already prepping people for it coming, doing a second, a second mutation in July. Well, and at this point we are so clearly brainwashed into everything. I don't even think they'd have to declare a state of emergency to just say everyone needs to get this vaccination. Like that's how brainwashed we are right now. I know. They told us to stay home. We did it. They told us to close our churches. Exactly. Like these are not, these are not okay things. We're America. yeah, and just like what you said, though, they're, they're prepping us. And that's the thing, is they're going to be telling us in January it is a state of an emergency mm-hmm. when it's not. Yeah. Like, that's how stupid we are right now. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, definitely be informed and know what is going on. Yes. And if you're wondering how they're getting away with this and how it's constitutional, it isn't. And it's because we're in a state of emergency, so they can do whatever they want. You have no rights right now. That's what we're saying. Yep. That's the scariest part of all. It's, it's truly terrifying because a cop or a military could come to your door, open your door, come into your house and do whatever they want. And you have zero rights to say no to any of that. 
or even defend yourself because then you would be considered a terrorist because you're actively defending yourself against their protection of COVID-19. So see the problems. It's, it's huge. It's, it's a huge problem. So, all right. Thank you for listening to us rant. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We'll see you back later on. All right. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you want to hear more, hit that subscribe button. And a special thank you to those who make this financially possible. To support this podcast, please follow the link in our description. To learn more about one-on-one coaching, books, and other resources, check me out at www.nicolehegstead.com. And check me out at thewildlife.com. Our intro and exit music is titled Happy Song by Pachyderm. The song is licensed under an attribution share-alike license.